Thank you for tuning into the Healthy Hustle podcast. We are so excited for you to listen to our interview with Rebecca Love, a writer, professional organizer, and a doctoral student studying for a PhD in social psychology at the Graduate Center in New York. She infuses research, personal narrative, and an affinity for Black women's overall well-being, including her own, into Organize for Love, her home organization and wellness brand. When she's not writing an email on productivity, she's finding new ways to make her home more cozy and comfy. Here's our conversation with Rebecca about her journey creating a passion-based business and her advice on eliminating physical, emotional, and mental clutter. You are listening to the Healthy Hustle Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for people who want to thrive and hustle in a healthy way. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol. All right, so we're so excited to have Rebecca on our episode today. Welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast, Rebecca. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Uh, we have a couple of questions for you, but first, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just getting ready for my semester, but I'm doing good. All right. We, like, we're literally in our semester, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been some struggles, but... <laughs> it's been a rough. It's um, been before rough. we get started with the whole... Um, conversation interview we wanted to break the ice a little bit um so we'll start with some um some lighter topics okay uh, okay so currently what songs have you been feeling Ooh, i like um is it daniel caesar i think it's daniel caesar's I love new daniel album caesar. with jill i know the song with jill scott yes oh my goodness i love daniel caesar Ugh. Do you know I can't um, remember the song, but what's that, it called? I can't Japanese, remember the name of the song. Do you Japanese know um, Denim? Japanese Denim? Mm-hmm. That's probably that my, my favorite, favorite song, song by him. Yes, yes. Favorite Absolutely. song. Yes. So, so good. Daniel Caesar, he's just got there giving me vibes. Okay. Do you say that, would you say that you like um, R&B, like more R&B yes. type of music? Yes. I am stuck in the 90s. Okay. All right. Cool. Yes. And then our second question for you. Also on the lighter side, um, what has been your best purchase under a hundred dollars? Um, let's say in the past six months. My New Balance sneakers. Okay. They're so cute and comfy, and they're just these plastic. Oh, you're wearing them now. <laughs> I am wearing them now, um, but I, I've I've actually gotten quite a few sneakers in the past six months, but I just keep returning to these. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like they're the go-tos. Yeah, I've been getting into sneakers now. Like, it's fun. <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. like, I wore heels like most of my life, so it's just yeah, it's fun to get into sneakers. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, it's that. a whole world. I feel that. I honestly, <laughs> I really don't like wearing heels. People mm-hmm. see me and they like know that I wear sneakers. I just yeah. prefer it. Yeah. And you can match sweet. like sneakers with a dress, and it can still look cute. You know, yes. it's yes. all about styling. I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. All right, so Rebecca, could you please share with us your background and the story that has led you to where you are now? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so my background, I um, I used to be one of those little girls that was, like, super curious, and people would call me nosy, but I like curious is better. And I would ask a lot of questions just in life. I was always like a white girl. And so I feel like that that type of 
um, mindset as a child really um, helped me to uh, just develop this idea of like wanting to um, understand my upbringing. You know, I was I was brought up in a very cluttered home, and so I was just always asking questions, trying to figure out what's going on and why, and that really helped me to develop this idea of kind of wanting to organize things, put things in order, put things in place, um, not just physically, but also like psychologically, like what's going mm -hmm. on here, just curious about how we got to where we got in our household. Um, at some point in my life um, in undergrad, I ended up homeless and I think it, um, the things that I learned growing up really kicked into gear during that time in terms of like planning. I was in school and I really had to, you know, I was asking a lot of questions like why, yeah. how, and um, that time period really helped me to um, put all of the things I have learned or have been curious about in terms of like organizing and planning and understanding things. And it really helped me to like be better at letting go be better at just kind of being happier living a simpler life um and put a lot of things that per into perspective um it also kicked kicked up my interest more in like social psychology which is what i'm studying my phd right now that i'm um, my phd program is in social psychology so i feel like that time period in my life really uh not shape but it really um it just turned up those skills uh, turned it up a notch and so um that's a bit about like my personal background hey ozi here we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far we want us to take a little time to share with you anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum of listens. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. In fact, we use Anchor to share our podcast and love the convenience of it. We can get all our stats to help us better improve our podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, and how I arrived here. Um, I've always wanted to do professional organizing. Like when I look back at my journals and my, um, just my goals that had professional organizing and it's just kind of amazing. I strayed away from that goal and I ended up arriving back here incorporating my like interest for psychology, um, interest for helping black women and their wellness and um, transforming it into a business to help declutter homes physically but also like um the wellness and the psycho psychological well-being as well yeah. So, yeah all right um could you tell us more about your studies of psych um social psychology yes oh man <laughs> uh so i um i never knew what um higher ed was I never had an yeah. interest for it because I just didn't know it existed and um I was on tumblr about a little over 10 years ago and I seen a woman with a 
a picture of her law degree and I was just like, ooh, what's that? And it just piqued my interest. Again, that curiosity, that yeah, nosiness like in about. me. Yeah, like what's going on here? It just looked really cool. And I had previously, I already admired her because she was a law, um, she was an attorney. And I just loved her Tumblr page because she was just this like adult. Just She was just so grown up and professional, exactly. but sexy. And so I was already like, um, she was already like just an inspiration for me. And so when I seen her law degree, I was just really curious. And so that had planted a seed in me. And something that was really important about that is I had never known that I wanted something because I didn't know it existed. And so that kind of started me on a journey of like representation um, and imagery and all of the things that you could be exposed to online that you may not know exist. And so this type of, um, these are the type of research interests that I incorporate in my um, social um, psychology program. So one thing I'm researching is black women in home and what it looks like for us to own homes, to have homes, mm -hmm. to purchase homes, purchase properties. Um, what does it look like to cultivate a home? And all of these things I integrate into my studies. Um, again, cause I haven't, I don't really see any thing like this yeah. online, but specifically I don't see it being formally researched. Um, and so I just look at all of the ways that um, socially, psychologically, mentally, spiritually, culturally, um, how our homes are shaped or not shaped, um, how our upbringing um, develops or underdevelops who we are as adults and as women and um, all of the different types of home spaces, um, whether you live with your family, your grandparents, roommates, all of those things that I, I like to look at specifically for like black women um, and, and black people too. And I, I really try to put all of those together in my own research, in my own, in my own um, studies. And my specific program is critical um, social personality psychology. So I'm looking at it from a critical lens. Um, we could go a little more into that. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. academic you all want to get. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you said like personality. What does that, that entail? Yeah. Like what are you specifically looking at within personalities? So I don't know if you all know, like with psychology, it's literally like when you say psychology, it's like, what is that? Because it's so many different mm -hmm types of psychology so critical personality psychology is is more of a um, honed in research and it really looks at how our personalities are developed through our um, environment through our family upbringing through social conditioning um, all of these different things that shape us shape who we are how we think about ourselves and it's just it critically looks at all of the factors that pertain to our lives, pertain to our environments, pertain to our culture, and how that plays into who we are, who we become, and how we become that person. Um, that's a plain yeah. summary. Yeah. yeah. Um, how does your <laughs> studies kind of apply to your work with Organize for Love? Hmm. So I... Personally, I have been almost like a case study for myself. Um, I'm not supposed to be in college. 
Um, I'm not supposed to be organized. I'm not supposed to really have a business. Um, a lot of the a lot of the things that I am today, I'm really not supposed to be because of my upbringing. And so, um, seeing as if you know, I came from a cluttered home, but I've never been cluttered. Yeah. Not physically, at the least. You know, no one in my family has a higher, um, has a PhD or a college degree. So why do I? And so, all of these things, I like to think about as. It makes me unique, but it really doesn't make me unique. There's nothing about those things that make me unique because there's a lot of people that their their upbringing is very different from who they are. And so when it comes to breaking generational curses, doing things differently from what we know to be true, um, that's something that is important to me with Organized for Love because... A lot of us may have grown up in homes that aren't our ideal homes. We may have family um, blueprints that we don't want those blueprints for ourselves. And so for me, it's really about digging deep into those concepts with my clients, um, looking at how this is your reality, but you actually want something different. A lot of my clients tell me, they're organized mm -hmm. and they're neat and they don't know how their home ended up the way it ended up. And for me, a lot of it is digging deep into unpacking all of those traumas, unpacking the journey that got them to where they are, even though for them, they see that their ideal self is very different from where they are. And so for me is really looking like, this is where you are, this is where you came from, but this is where you wanna be. And sometimes it's not just going into your home. It's not so easy to just say, okay, I wanna get rid of this. Sometimes you may be attached to something for a different reason. Sometimes you may over identify with a family member, or you may see yourself as a family member, but that's not who you are. And then your space kind of matches that, but you wanna change or you wanna grow and evolve beyond that. And so, for me, it's really looking at all of these different intersections and really um, helping people and walking them through and guiding them into unpacking them in addition to eliminating their physical clutter. So there's a lot of, it's a lot of different layers. And I think traditionally, professional organizers um, talk about the surface level of material items. And for yeah. me, I really want to address like, the things that are culturally relevant, um, the psychological things that are not being talked about, um, all of the emotional factors that go into owning things, having things, not having things, getting rid of things. And so that that's really the connections, the loose, the loose indirect, indirect connections to Organize for Love. Well, Excuse thank me. you for that. And um, in my research studies, I hope yeah. did that answer that question. Yes, actually, yes, um, okay. we have like Very a list well. of questions that I sent you. Um, but for, just from that, I'm really interested. Um, so I kind of want to kind of divert from that. Um, going back to your um, what you've said, uh, you talked about breaking generational like curses and chains, um, and things along that lines. Have you ever found yourself maybe doubting yourself, um, as to like maybe like I don't like, I don't, like my family has never had this. 
why should I, like, why am I different? Why do I find myself, um, you know, kind of doing better? Do you ever find yourself doubting, um, like, where you've come and how far you've come? Yes and no. Okay. So first, um, I do think when I'm in my ego, like, oh, I'm special. Yeah. Oh, I've worked hard. That's why I am where I am. And then sometimes I have to stop myself and say, like, I'm not working that much harder than my family members. Okay. Um, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily in this place because I've worked so hard. Mm-hmm. Yes, a part of it is from my um, my determination and my will, but a lot of it is just like um, luck. I think uh, Malcolm Gladwell talked about this. I believe in outliers, like this idea that yes, geniuses, a part of their genius is the cultivation of themselves, but it's also like the environment, also elements that have nothing to do with them. It's not just the sheer of their talent um, that got them to where they are. It is a part of, a part of that is the things, it's the chance being in the right place at the right time, which has nothing to do with anything that they've done and so that's kind of how I look at it like yes a part of where I am is because of my work and my the way that I think and the things that I do but I try not to get too caught up in my hard work because it's chance you know me being at the right place um at the right time where I didn't necessarily set up for that or meeting this person that I didn't necessarily plan to meet or being at the school so so for me it's I um, do feel like sometimes I feel like, why me? Um, and then sometimes it's like, okay, it's two things happening. It's my hard work and it's, and it's, and it's chance. And, and it's, it's chance. You know, just share luck. And it's luck, right? Yeah. I think all of those things are happening. So um, if there's one thing that people should know about you, what would it be? I'm very 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 silly and <laughs> i like to laugh i'm just super like i say i'm like kind of like doofy a little bit but some of my friends are like no you're not but i really am like super silly super funny and i'm very kind of intentionally childlike i think it's super important for me to like preserve um the child in me to just remain playful and joyful um so i think that's super i don't know that's super important to me and so maybe something important to share with other people like i'm super fun and silly very very silly very I love silly. that <laughs> there's no point in taking life as serious as some a lot of us take it i do not that is definitely if that i do not take myself too seriously i refuse to <laughs> would you say that you know, what you're doing right now, the Organized for Love, would you say that's your passion or are you still like looking for your passion? So it's so funny you asked this because a friend of mine was just talking about something, things that you're passionate about versus things that you like to do. Um, So for me, Organized for Love is one avenue for me to address my passion, which is okay. to help black women's wellness. Okay. So my ultimate passion is to help black women's wellness and how I do that is going to change throughout my life. And I'm gonna do that differently. Um, I sold jewelry. I 
designed and created jewelry for about eight years called Charm Feathers. Oh. And it, it was beautiful. I loved it. I was really into it. It wasn't partic- making jewelry wasn't particularly my passion, but I did get joy in beautifying black women and connecting with them. And so, so my passion is black women's wellness. That is my okay. ultimate okay. passion. Black women's sisterhood, black women connecting. That is that is the passion, and I'm going to do that no matter the platform, no matter the medium. So, organized for love is a medium that I'm using to channel that passion. Um, how did you come about your passion? How did you find it? What led you to it? Because me right now in college, I still don't really know what my passion is. I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I will say this. You probably know what your passion is. It's probably something that is so simple, something that you think that maybe it's not my passion, but you probably, or I feel confident you already know what you want to do. You probably are just kind of like, oh, not that. Yeah. Or maybe not really looking at it or thinking about it as a passion. Um, my mom, I watched her connect and love on black women and just um, breathe life into black women. That was just something. She was just like an example for yeah. um, interpersonal relationships and um, connection. And that, that was just like a, it was like a fact. It wasn't even a passion it wasn't a thing to strive for it was just like how she existed it was like a way of being Mm. connecting with black women loving on black women that was the ideal that was not even the ideal that was just again it's just what it was and so i think watching her do that again she also made jewelry but she did it and she just did it whether she was making jewelry or not and i think I've kind of adapted on to the way life was for her, being loving on black women. And I think that was something she passed down to me and my sisters. I have uh, four sisters. And um, again, that sisterhood, that love, that connection, um, that empowerment and that support is just, I don't know, it's just like a, it's a way of life. And so I don't know if I came into my passion that way. I think it's just something that has developed because it was always there. Um, I think throughout the years, I've made a conscious decision that, and a realization, okay, like, oh, this is it. This is the thing that I keep returning to no matter what I do. Connecting black women, being connected to black women, supporting and all of this starting with how I what I do with myself and just kind of bleeds out into other women like my sisters and my nieces and my friends um, and any black woman I come across so it was an accept it was a acceptance really and it was something that I don't think it was like a day it was like a journey Mm. but I, I I do believe like tapping into your like inner child because your inner child knows everything. I really love the part kids, where you yeah. talked about um, like finding your passion um, or you already kind of like know your passion and it's maybe like the matter of what avenues you can take it and what you should really do with that particular love, inner love of something that you have. 
that's I mean that's yeah that's just me that's very no, interesting it, go ahead go ahead yeah no I, said, I found that really interesting because I don't know because you kind of what Ozzy was saying like you said that even if you're passionate about one thing there's different ways you can go about go about it yeah working with that passion that's yeah true. I never thought of it like that. So it's just like really weird, really an epiphany. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. I had an epiphany. Yeah, no, 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 same. I did too. I can't remember. Um, it might have been Danielle Leslie from Course from Scratch. I can't remember which one of my um, business gurus um, mentioned this, but I definitely had my own epiphany as well. And it was, I think, maybe last year or. A couple of years ago, like this idea that it doesn't have you don't have to achieve your passion one way because there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But also, when you like doing something, you always find a way to do it. Like even think about you work different jobs, you find your way kind of doing the same type of job no matter the company. So I feel like it's the same with a passion, something that is dear to you. You don't have to really achieve it one way, and I think there's a lot of um, pressure. And I think there's a lot of um, limitations to that. Like I could only do this one way, and um, there's a lot. Of, it's, it's a lot of humility that does come with, you know, being like, "Hey, it's, it's calm, calm down. It's not that deep. It doesn't have to be this one way." Yeah. And then it's it's really liberating because you're like, "Oh, like that epiphany you're feeling. Like it it opens your world up to being like, oh, and it's almost like a burden that's lifted because you're like, oh." I can do this no matter what. It's not the medium. So I'm glad that y'all had that epiphany because I definitely, <laughs> I had it a, a year ago. I'm going to find, I'm going to remember the person or persons that um, shared this with me and then I'll share it with you because yes, I know yes, it was, please. it must have been Danielle Leslie and a couple other people because I've heard this iteration more than once. Yeah. Um, but there was one pivotal person that mentioned like your passion you can do through many different mediums. Hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, thank oh, you. you. Thank you. Um, I was just curious about how did you come up with the name Organized for Love? So my middle name is Love. So I'd like to kind of use that in everything. I just think it's super fun. Super Lucky. That's a, that's <laughs> I know a nice my sister one is like, she wish she had a middle name Love. But we all have fun middle names. We have um, a peach, a cherry, a jewel, oh. a rose. So they're all super fun. Um, so I was sitting at a restaurant in Brooklyn with a friend of mine. And we were coming up with names. So initially we came up with Organized with Love, but that was taken. And um, so it, it Love was going to be in there. Be in and there. I wanted Organized to be in there to give a description of the business or overall arcing of the, the objective mm -hmm. in the name. Um, so it was just really what was connecting those two words. Um, but love is always like something that I, I feel really strongly about, something I stand on, and something that I try to um, represent in everything I do. So it was important to have love in the name no matter what. Um, so that kind of helped things fall into place. I love That's that. That's nice. Kind of like keeping a sense of self within your business yeah. as well. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a little sidetrack before we continue on with the questions. I'm sorry, okay. guys. Okay. Um, right. 
so I'm okay. So the name of our podcast is the Healthy Hustle Podcast, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like Karen feels this way. Maybe I don't feel like she doesn't really care, but I feel <laughs> like it just like we can get a better name that best better suits us as as a like as a relationship, as a friendship, as a like our like as lo- like just who we are. And I've been having such a hard time going about it, figuring out what kind of name would Wait, suit is us. it why you've been throwing like random names in our chat? Yeah. <laughs> I've just been, like, I don't know so what's hard. going on. Like, I just liked everything that you said. It's what is been she so about? hard. I don't know. I just feel like Healthy Hustle, we can be better than that. And we're like, we're, we're working on it with the graphic designer on our new podcast cover so that's why i guess the timing of it now is like i need to find a name now yeah so do you have any tips on like how did you did you like word vomit or did you write all the names you could think of on a piece of paper how did you how are you able to find a name that best suited you so one thing that um and i got this from a couple of my business google so marie folio talks about this so you can email, text, call um, 20 people of like close friends and family and ask them to um, describe you in five words. And so I think that's a good way to help think of things that represent you. Yeah. So that's one way, right, to get clear on that. The second thing you can do is get clear on what you want your podcast to represent how you want people to feel and what's the long like what's the objective of yeah. the podcast right and so if you want to connect who you are to your podcast that those all of those words from friends and family can help you in addition with looking at the podcast as a separate entity like what do you want it to represent um what is it going to do and how do you want people to feel and that should help you that should give you a lot of different ideas. Yeah. And I think the third thing is, like, don't sweat the name. Okay. I know okay. that it seems so hard, but the name, I feel like when you build a strong foundation of who you are and what you represent, the name could really be anything. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the name doesn't mean anything. I'm not saying yeah. names aren't important. But when you have a strong um foundation you can change the name to anything so like we all know beyonce right if beyonce changed her name we're going with beyonce's name think of diddy he was sean john he was pete diddy he was puff daddy so it's like his name really didn't mean anything because we was following him so it's not more so the name but really what you stand on okay Wow, thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay, going back to where going okay. back to our initial <laughs> route. Um, so I personally found you on Instagram. Um, I found you particularly on a particular on a, I said wow. I found you on a particular post with the hot girl summer to do list, yes. which I loved. Thank I still you. use it to this day, summer or oh, not. Yay. <laughs> Um, and I was just wondering what made you to decide that particular piece, um, but also to share it with social media. Tune into our episode next week on the Healthy Hustle podcast to hear more about the hot girl summer to do list. And Rebecca loves answer to that question.
Thank you so much for tuning in to part one of the Organized for Love series. Get excited for the rest of the series as Rebecca Love of Organized for Love shares some of her amazing words and tips. If you enjoyed this episode or got anything from it, make sure you drop a comment sharing your advice or your experiences or really anything on our latest post at the Healthy Hustle podcast on Instagram. We hope you guys have an amazing and productive week and we'll see you during next week's episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think? What was your favorite part of this episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the Healthy Hustle podcast. We want to include you on this journey and talk about things important to you. Once again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you during next week's episode.